Services Studios. You're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 BK, KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina is located on Highway 360, just south of West Bank Drive. The cane pole in his hand. Like a food tram sitting down by the stream. The leads him to the corpus bay. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup. Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going. Leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind. We're going up. All right. Well, it's that time of year. It's hot out. It's more than hot out. It's thick air. It is Texas. These As mornings are the the mornings are the deal. Well, this is what, a, this, this, this some mornings it's not quite as hot and thick as it is today, but it is a little bit thick out there. The past several so, weeks, uh, or past few several days, I guess I should say. The past several days, man, you get up early enough, you get outside, and it is like, like cool, like actual <laughs> cool. So the whole it's better. Air, you bet. Yeah, the whole family from out of state, right? Reunion was in Texas, and I think it was Tuesday or Monday was the hottest day ever recorded in Austin. We were down at the <laughs> Riverwalk. When was that? Doing. Uh, no, not this week, right? Yeah. Huh. Ever recorded. And it was like it was 112. D- yeah, it wasn't that bad. And so they're from out of state, you know, Illinois and Indiana and Tennessee and Atlanta. So the next day, of course, the air conditioner goes out on the way back. So it's, you know, stu- everything you, you're is stuck to perfectly. the seat. <laughs> it's perfectly lined. And my mom was down there, too. It, so it was AC th- th- went out on the truck. During just for one day, just for the ride back, 112, 110 degrees. So what a special the treat. Next, so the next day, we're sitting around the table at lunch, and uh, my nephew said, "You know, um, it's I not I never thought I'd say this, but he said it's kind of 100 degrees. It doesn't feel that bad today." Because it's only a hundred. <laughs> he goes, this is okay. I'm going to go swimming. You know. Yeah, I thought so this week wasn't too bad. 
This week wasn't so Dude, bad. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding this at is all. The, worst. The, the last week or so, uh, where it was 108, 106, 108 on average, this week it only got up to like 101, 100. It we wasn't that bad. We broke a record. For I don't believe that. T- I think you've. I think you're miscalculating. Welcome. It's the outdoor zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, right here live in the bunkhouse on 1049 The Horn or 247-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. And Beefsteak is in the house. Oh, yeah. Salt Dog is the young man who gets here ahead of us every Sunday morning, gets the gate open for the uh, for us so we don't have to... Our very own armed it, citizens reporter, our, Salt it, Dog. Salt Dog. Uh, he's going to give us a report on what happened on the coast, too, I think. He's been down there a little bit. Uh-huh. A little something-something down there. Lots of fishing talk. Bassmaster Elite Series tournament supposed to be going on right now. We'll tell you why it's not going on. Plus, uh, lots of... Uh, I've got a, a new... There's a there's a guy kind of taking over social media. There's actually an interview with him on uh, Ike Live, Mike Iconelli's... Uh, Ike live show last night. They had the first ever real interview with this guy that's kind of taken over the fishing social media world. So we'll talk about him uh, coming up next segment, too. Well, it's a lot of fun. Plus, plus beefsteak. We got some boat talk. Beefsteak has some boat talk. (laughs) Apparently, uh, we're almost eight months into this year where uh, he. Wait a minute. He he purchased a boat. We're just barely. We're in. Seven months. I just want to let you know. Almost eight. And Beefsteak bought a boat last year. Uh, I told him, do not buy a boat. Just find a buddy with a boat. And he said, no, I'm going to use this thing. This is going to be my thing. I'm going to go all the time. I'm I'm going to make a calendar so I I make sure that I go. It is now almost August. And we're going to find out if Beefsteak actually... Use the boat this year. <laughs> I told you, yes, it's okay. So I just want to correct some. The <laughs> high of 112 degrees tied an all-time hottest temperature at Camp Mabry in Austin Bergstrom Airport or the uh, International Airport. Uh, Crazy, so you know, planes. You. A lot of those planes can't take off when the temperature hits a certain level. Yeah, then commercial planes. Arizona, Phoenix, they have that. Yeah. I think it's I, those, this year was the first year I ever heard that before, but I mean I'm sure it's happened out there. And you it just, has to do with tires, I think. Tires no, or lift? No, no, I think no. it's lift. Yeah, it's, it's lift on uh, the heat. It's really complicated deal. <laughs> I, wow! I'm almost a right. pilot, and it's uh, you know, I'm like halfway there. So I'll, it was wow. interesting. Yesterday at six o'clock in the morning. Divide by two. Yesterday at six o'clock in the morning, I got a call. Carry the one. Mrs. Graney got a call from uh, Cody Ryan's youngest brother, my youngest son, uh, John Michael, and he was having these terrible stomach pains, and it's something he's dealt with over the last few years, and he uh, he called up and he said, man, I just, I can't do this anymore. So he, uh, she loads him up and takes him to the veterinarian South Seton South, the one right off of Ben White. Yeah. And, uh, they're there for about an hour and they said, oh yeah, his appendix is 
you need to get his appendix out. It's like, what? It's so I said, bring him on over. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like it was all that difficult after. So what uh, they do? So they they said, well, we we can't do that here. We need to take him over to the big seat, and that's where they do the day surgeries during the weekend or whatever. And so they go to uh, put him in it. Uh, they said, well, we'll schedule an ambulance, take him over there. And she said, well, can't can I just drive him over there? And they said, it's well. Cheaper. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we Uber? $3,500 if they'd taken the ambulance over there. And only 35 bucks if you Uber. And she, so. and, and she drove him over there because she was going anyway. So she just took him over there. They just capped off his IV, threw him in the car. Here, pinch this off and hold it. <laughs> yeah. Drove him over there. And uh, yesterday afternoon, he had his appendix taken out by 4 o'clock. They were we were sitting in the recovery room, and by six o'clock he was back home. So within twelve hours, he had gone to the emergency room, gone to the had major surgery, and yeah. he was back home. Twelve hours. Yeah, we saved wow. on that uh, whole you know staying <laughs> in the hospital thing, right. but dinner. Uh, you're fine, John Michael. Come on, come on, and drag. Wake him <laughs> no, up. They Somebody said, wake no, they said no. The doctor and the, it was cool. The doctor's name was Gabriel. He was this young guy, and he was wearing Ariat boots. And he said, "It's the only thing I can wear." He says, "I wear them 24 seven while I'm working." He says, "Some days I'll be on my feet for you know days on end mm. just working here at the hospital." He says. They're the only thing that my, my feet don't hurt if I'm wearing my Ariat boots. You sure you at the vet clinic? Are <laughs> no, you sure? It was, okay. Uh, well, I, you know, back in the day, if <laughs> Dr. Buck had still been around, I'd probably <laughs> opted that direction. <laughs> so we'll we, just keep it between us, Doc. <laughs> so we were asking, somebody was asking the appendix, like, what what is that used for? It's not. And uh, so my wife and I were kind of talking about that last night because of what happened. And, uh, you know, she goes, why would they, why would we have that? It must've been a, a plan. I said, you know, when you put together, put, put your truck or your TV back together, there's always a spare part. <laughs> so God had a spare part. I mean, that's just part of the man well, joke. It's left know? over from the monkey phase or something. What? The fish no, phase. No, I don't go there. <laughs> the evolution. Start all that crap. Some what? people say, I don't know. It restarts your, uh, bacteria after a, you know, uh, diarrheal in illness. What are we talking about? It's the outdoor zone. Outdoor zone. So yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting turn of events, um, but it was it was seamless. So do you mean after all uh, after year a couple years of him having the difficulty yeah for years with his he's stomach, had uh huh that that could have been. Yeah, the, they're the, saying that's probably what it was. I'm going to go get mine removed. So his high, his white blood cell count was super high. So that's how they knew there was certain. That's how they tell certain things are yeah, going on. And then they do the fighting the CT scan and all that stuff. But anyway, ching ching. It was ching ching. It was well, somebody else will pay that bill, right? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, salt dog. Coming from a fellow appendectomy man myself. Oh, wow, you, you did? Always you have lost a live, too? Yeah, you have a yeah. live Were report. you a twelve? You were. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. That's yeah. it. Hey, show yeah. Are you? Star. Were you a twelve-hour removal? Or uh, just about. It took me. I, 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 my appendix actually ruptured. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Uh, and then I was only in the hospital though, for about yeah, fifteen, sixteen hours. I was, I was there overnight because it kind of happened at nighttime. But uh, 
Man, I sympathize with John Michael. The next week or two are going to be pretty tough for him. Uh, I mean, they cut through all those ab muscles that you have, and you don't realize what you use your core for on a day-to-day basis. I mean, sitting up, standing up, going to the restroom, everything. So, really? Yeah, yeah. I very I very much sympathize for him because the next week or two will be pretty sore for him for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for sharing that because I wonder. Ah, well, when it ruptures. dirt on it. When it ruptures, you have to, did they have to, like, clean you out wet, and put all day. kinds of antibiotics inside your gut so wet back uh, so, yeah process. something like that so they give you a, i mean obviously they give you you know painkilling iv and then they give you a couple different antibiotics that you have to stay on uh the nastiest part about it for me was to find out that it was indeed ruptured because i kept complaining about groin pain they made me drink this liquid dye uh so they can oh, scan yeah. my insides and uh it is it's like drinking chalk that has been emulsified and with water to liquid it is not a very good taste so uh yeah, I, I feel so bad for him, uh, but like I said, I'm praying for quick recovery for him. All right, wow. So <laughs> that's, I guess I'll not be expecting the weed eater. <laughs> the weed eater around the place to get, get over it. It's all right. He'll be all right. Anyway, so, so yeah, and I, yesterday I, I I've been in town all week, so it's kind of a rare week for me. Uh, I did I did uh, spend this week planning my that's next. That's not true. You were not in town all week where was i you went out for to the ranch oh well i was out at the ranch but i mean that's still that's just a little drive down the road (laughs) but i did i did take this week and i have planned out my next ascent to the top of one of the top 10 peaks in the Uh united states of america where is it it's in uh well i'll tell you later it's maui it's it's in utah Going to the highest peak in Utah. It's a five-day hike. So, all right, we'll talk more about that. Plus, uh, I've got a lot of fishing dove talk. We're going to talk some next hour. We've got a lot of dove talk with just a month and a couple of month and a couple of days, I guess. Left before coming up quick. Coming up quick. We can almost do this thing. It's almost the beginning of a Texas New Year. All mm-hmm. right, get it all one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse on 1049 The Horn and 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Us guys here in the bunkhouse in the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Zone. Go to theoutdoorzone.com. Welcome back. It's the number one outdoor show on the radio. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9. McBride's Guns is Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right firearm, McBride's can help. If you're looking to trade your guns, McBride's is the place. An expert gunsmith on site? Only one place, McBride's Guns. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? 
Yeah, you don't want them shooting a big full-size shotgun on opening day of dove season. Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for a year, 30th and Lamar. Call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. So, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series tournament supposed to be going on right now on the Chesapeake <laughs> Bay. Um one of the last uh, tournaments deciding who's going to fish the Bassmaster Classic next year, and uh, they postponed it. It's supposed to be on the upper Chesapeake Bay, and uh, and they pushed it off. Tons of rain, I guess, have hit that area, uh, pushing debris down the, the river system. Tons of uh, debris in the water is what we were told, is what... Pictures were sent out. Uh, guys fished, practiced all week, and they called the tournament the night before. Neither one of y'all are listening to me, but I'll, no, I'll talk I'm to looking the at, I'm fine. looking at the press they, report they, right here. They called the tournament the night before, so there's a little lot of drama going on or a lot of uh, confusion about this whole thing. Chesapeake Bay Bassmaster Elite Series Tournament, the best of the best. Guys have been there for, for a week practicing. Uh, they've already dropped a couple grand in hotels and fuel and gas just to get there, plus, of course, the entry fee. But why? Now they're going to reschedule it because well, of the big rains. So here's the deal. Here's where the drama is coming in. It looks in. miserable to me. Well, of course, it does look miserable. Some of miserable. the live stuff, like from some of the guys that were doing live while they were doing their practice. They were practicing live, and, and there was a, down rain. And it was raining and raining and raining, which is fine. Rain's part of the game, though. Uh, and then Bassmaster posted some pictures, and I'm not saying that these aren't, that they didn't make a bad call. First of all, let me say I respect Bassmaster Elite Series. Uh, I respect Bassmaster and the calls that they make. But I'm hearing reports that some of these photographs and things that there's that they have sent and 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 are using as part of their reasoning for not for canceling the event, are taken from 100 miles, 200 miles upstream uh, where a lot of these floodwaters are, several dams above where they were even going to fish with the logs and the trees and all the debris in the water and stuff like that. So I'm hearing that, one. Two, I'm hearing there's a uh, voted on a uh, group of anglers. Like there's a handful of the elite anglers that uh, are the kind of work as the board members for the elite series. And then at an event like this, or when they have big rule changes or something, this uh, board or council uh, or council yeah. speaks on behalf of the rest of the anglers and make that decision. So apparently the board suggested that, yes, we postpone this event. We cancel this event, whatever that looks like. Uh, we do not fish this event. And uh, some of the other elite anglers are publicly coming out and saying, well, that's because these guys weren't on fish. <laughs> that they were <laughs> practicing because fishing was very tough. Guys, I mean, a well, lot of guys. Water, I mean, imagine it. The water was We've done miserable. It, I know. I've, you I've guys. Done it. I, we well, it's it. part of what, just like you said, it's part of what you do. But it was miserable. But it to me... Why would Bassmaster? I mean, you got 
you got a big sponsor, you got Huck sponsoring it. You know, you got a, a, a lot of your camera guys, you got all the gear, everything set up in one place. Yeah. And my, you know, why would they, they can't just not do it. They're going to have to do it somewhere else. So it is a lot more. But if you show up and you have an event where half the field zeros, that doesn't look very good either. You're supposed to have the best anglers in the world and they show up to Chesapeake Bay and then I know in a week. You have some recreational anglers all over social media posting that oh, I don't know why these elite guys didn't catch them. We're stroking them because the you know the, in a week after the elites leave, the water kind of calms down and gets back to normal, and <laughs> everybody starts catching fish again. That doesn't look very good either. So I mean, there's a lot of a, a lot of. Um, well, what would you do if you were on that council? And you saw that there were log jams coming in, possible flooding. I don't know. It depends on how my practice was, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Uh, one of the elites right there. So it seems like they're canceling a lot of, a lot of events these more days. More than I've ever heard of I mean, before. It, well, they used to, in the 80s, 90s, they did not cancel an event. You well, fished, well, and, but, and you were the pro. But, but I mean, they're ma- they made a good point. Some of the other elite guys made a good point in that the fact that we live in the age now where if something were to happen right, to one of the anglers. Well, and, and, and you know, recently yep. something has happened. So Well, beginning of the year, uh, yeah, Okeechobee at FLW. Who would have ever thought? That was a freak deal, though. That yeah, was, I know, but hey. That was... Know? That was, uh, yeah, that was a freak deal. But don't you think in the past it was probably run more by the event manager or by the promotions staff more than, and they would make that call than the council? Did they change well, that? Well, they make the ultimate call anyway. The tournament director, mm-hmm. Trip Weldon, makes the call uh, as to whether they fish not, or not. I mean, do they reschedule it? Because, I mean, you're talking about a lot of moving parts. They're going to have to reschedule because uh, you've got Angler of the Year points, you know, going on. It's just like a a football game. You can't... NASCAR, where you pick up points along the way. Yeah, you pick up points along the way. Guys are, you know, need this event to either qualify or, or, uh, or not. Um, so it's it's absolutely they're going to have to fish an, an, well, the an sponsors, event. The sponsors aren't going to care because they're just going to get twice. Their logo is going to be in twice as much stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and so they're not going to. But you know there is a lot of money behind that machine moving there is. It down the road. I, I feel bad for the anglers that get sent home. Well, you know, everybody, the guys from everybody, Oklahoma, the guys from California. I mean, they've spent a ton of money to get here, and. They were talking, uh, I, I've talked to some guys that they were saying, well, yeah, you're going to have to get first, second, or third place to make any money when we fish the, you know, the makeup event. You're going to have to get first, second, or third to make any money. Everybody else, the other 107 anglers that are out there fishing, are going to be losing money as soon as they get on the water. Well... So that's just a hard. It's you know what? It's just part of battle. Part of what you're going to have to deal with, and and uh, just it it is what it is now. And the I I saw those live videos. I saw some of the guys, Alton Jones, and some other guys that are doing live. I mean, Facebook right then and there, and it was yeah. 
You know, well, and if I've they, been if in they it. had a bunch of that weather, it, it was not good. It was. I've been in it. I practiced I know, in I it. Know. They I'm didn't just cancel. Saying, they didn't that cancel. Crap comes from and, up the river. It, that starts coming down, and you got logs the size of your boat, and so how how uh, on the scale of you know the most promoted, the highest level, what what tournament would you say this is? Was what like in the top five, top ten, uh, the location and. The people that are there. Uh, Bat made me Bassmaster Elite Series and FLW Tour are the two well, top I know, series in the world. You know, you'll say like this: this is the number one. I mean, if well, you're this going is getting to, like, towards the it. end of the season. So this is this is the end of the season. This is going to decide guys going to the Bassmaster Classic. This is going to so well, you're thinking it's that the weighed in, that weighed into is... it a little bit right there, huh? That weighed into it. You're sitting there going, "We need points." Every... Yeah, well, these guys are going to have to fish. And it's, it, as far as who this is, I mean, these are the top, it, it, even the FLW guys, I would probably venture to say that if they had the financial ability, they'd want to fish the Elite Series. I mean, it is kind of the You fish the Bassmaster Elite Series for the fame. You fish the FLW Tour to make money. That's how it's always been. Or And so if guys had enough money, they'd probably want to be fishing the Elite to try and make a... You know, be famous to well to really make a name for yourself so you can increase the money that you're making speaking of somebody making a name for themselves social media's uh social media yeah, what is this? has got what a new it? character a character caricature uh come out in the bass fishing world a guy calling out companies for making for replicating baits a guy uh calling out anglers that are calling themselves professionals but not truly professionals you know there's guys all across this country that have facebook profiles and you would on face value go oh my gosh this guy is amazing he's he's probably won multiple bassmaster classics and then you realize that he hasn't won but 72 dollars in his local club tournament so uh there's a guy on facebook that's come out and started calling these people out under a we all believe it to be an alias we believe it's somebody very and and some of the things he's coming out with are very well some of the so comments he, he is he is definitely in the inner circle if that makes sense of, of the bass fishing knows, world so see that guy that was uh fishing on the that tournament and somebody came in and Got in his water, and so he just packed his stuff up and left. On no, the, well, yeah, maybe so. Be. You know that he, he is, was that was the he elite. He's from so Alabama. It? No, that was the FLW. Oh, uh, tour. This, this guy is from Alabama. This guy's from Alabama. What's his Randy Flowers? Is calls making, his name Randy Flowers. Randy Flowers on Facebook. He uh, spells <laughs> nothing correctly. It's oh, just like that's it sounds. good. That's a good trick, though. And uh, I do that. Too. He was on Ike Live. <laughs> Ike, Ike live last night with Mike Iconelli for the first. That's the first time we've heard him. It kind of sounded like he had a voice changing machine, but even Rawr. Mike Iconelli and James that's Elam, what you were doing last n- night. None of them oh, okay. could figure out who it was. I couldn't figure out who it was. Uh, so Randy More. Flowers. All right. Well, hey, we'll, like, uh, we'll put, Alex- let's put a link on our Facebook page so people can track. 
Who is this guy? Yeah, help us figure it out. All right, it's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. We've got to take a quick break. We come back on the flip side. We've got news of the weird and more. We're going to talk about the heat, how that boot caught on fire on in, in North Austin. This exploded. This boot sign caught on Plus, fire. Plus, supposedly, Don Disco, our beefsteak, took out his boat for the first oh, time. Oh, yes. And remember, we had, our, we had our five questions, the five things that you should always carry on your boat with you when you go the out. Five, yep, and this was a conversation that we had. So All stick right. around. You don't want to. You don't want to go boating without this information. You don't want to take on this day without what's coming up next it's (laughs) all right here live in the bunkhouse on the outdoor zone sunday morning seven to nine on 1049 the horn or 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fix me some coffee. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yes, sir. Coming to you live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9. On the Outdoor Zone radio show, we don't give in to that anti-gun crowd, the PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's just how we roll here in the bunkhouse. Ride the trail with us all week online at theoutdoorzone.com. That's our Facebook, and that is our um, iTunes as well. You can share this show, go and listen to it again. We appreciate you sharing it with everybody. On iTunes. Just on iTunes. The Outdoor Zone. Sun Auto Service is family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company. Sun Auto hires ASE certified technicians to repaint, repair and maintain. <laughs> repaint. That's oh, repair and maintain mixed together. R- repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all their technicians to complete an intense training program so that your vehicle is worked on and maintained by properly trained professionals. That's where us bunkhouse guys go. We go to the our little family location at 405 West Slaughter Lane, but they got locations all over Central Texas. We got one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Track them at sunautoservice.com and on their Facebook, sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for your news of the weird. Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay, this is a great one for all you little families that are headed to Florida beaches to hang out and play in the sand and bury your kids in the sand and all those fun pictures that you get to keep a tennessee teenager and several other people visiting a florida beach have been infected with hookworms michael dumas a 17 year old from memphis was on a mission trip to south florida with friends when they visited the pompano pompano beach just north of fort lauderdale CBS Miami reports Dumas was photographed having a good time and being buried in the sand by his group on June 20th. 
The beachgoers didn't know it would leave the teen covered in scars only days later. Dumas reportedly began to suffer earaches and had bumps under his skin, the skin of his legs and thighs. Doctors quickly diagnosed him with a severe case of hookworms. At least four other people in Dumas's group were also infected that day. Um, Michael's mother, Kelly Dumas, documented the gruesome condition on Facebook as her son's feet swelled up from the infection and required a dermatologist to try to freeze the worms with liquid nitrogen. He could actually feel the worms moving in his body, Dumas said. <laughs> According to the CDC, hookworm larvae penetrate the skin of humans, and infections are usually transmitted by walking barefoot on contaminated soil. The teen has reportedly been left homebound by the infection and needs to soak in bleach water each day. The Dumas family claims they reached out to county officials in Florida to warn others about the parasites on Pompeo Beach, but did not receive any help. Dumas' Facebook has been shared over 8,000 times and warns parents to never let their children be buried in the beach sand. The health department in Pompano Beach said everyone knows to wear shoes on the beach because you can get parasites. And his mom said, I assure you that everyone does not know. <laughs> According to so, CDC. Uh, huh? So you can't. So you can't. Uh, walk barefoot on the beach. Wear barefoot on the beach or bury anybody in the sand. Or do anything uh, else. You can't naked. go swimming Who's in hot, been, warm water, warm ocean water. Who, who, you can't go swimming. Oh, in. that's true. What were you gonna ask? Dave Sykes wrote a great article on so that this week. Basically, uh, basically, beach trips cancel those out of all of your summer vacation plans. Well, According always... to the CDC, hookworm larvae penetrate the skin of humans, and infections are usually transmitted by walking barefoot on contaminated soil. Oh the God. teen has reportedly been left at home bound by the infection and needs to soak in bleach water each day. The Dumas family claims they reached out to county officials to warn them about the parasites. So, obviously, you two have never had hookworm or ringworm before, right? <clears throat> no. Why would we have that? Well, so, you're looking at somebody that has. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of farm life, man. Come nah. on. It, yeah, you don't nah. walk barefoot around the farm, do you? Oh yeah, you get stuff on That's you gross. know. No, through the hog, I mean, through the hog pen. Huck and, Finn never wore shoes. That's right. Yeah, he was always pulling. Of course, hook he, went, of course out he from died at like skin. eleven, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just a made up death. Oh yeah, he, he was really lived. His, uh, and then he painted the fence. Disappeared. He didn't paint the fence. Anyways, we won't go back to that. So, buddies did. So, so it's true, though, that uh, David Sykes did write that great article, Corpus Christi Caller Times, about uh, there was a, an older gentleman that uh, recently contracted. Uh, well, he had contracted it a while back, and it was talking about his recovery, and typically that's, that uh, is, uh, you get that from stagnant, Baywater and right. uh, but then there's talk. You know, if you're if you go to Lake Travis, there's a bacteria that can kill you. And we've had the people on the show that it can you know stagnant lake water over a certain temperature. Right. That stuff and it gets in your ears or up your nose and it's and so there's a lot of that stuff. It's it's pretty rare. Um, this is just a 
this is just what do you do on this beach if this is contaminated with a you know you just spray insecticide on the beach or what do you do i mean that's a huge that's <laughs> a huge deal Take yeah. all the sand out and then replace it right replace <clears throat> the sand yeah. Come on. It's in so, the sand. So beefsteak, can we yeah. talk about this boat thing? It's driving me crazy. Can we begin to talk about this <laughs> this boat thing? So beefsteak, let me ask you a couple questions. Uh, oh, is this how we want to Well, do let it? him tell his story on, well, that's, so he took the boat out. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to ask. Uh, after eight months of having the boat sit in the garage. It's not eight months. It hadn't been. It's been out a couple times, all right? So, so, you, so you get no. your you have your Out whole family in town. You're yes. having a family reunion at your house. Everybody's 14 there. Fourteen people living in my house for a week. Try that. I, I won't ever try that. And oh my so, gosh. no, I, I, and so you, <laughs> you get won't ever, you I, rally a group of them and you get the boat and you go down and uh, yeah, well, no, well, first you're getting ready. Right, right. So it was going to be the guys go out because we had so many people. We were going to split it into the guys and the girls. So I uh, we get up. Nobody wants to get up early. Nobody. I'm going. Texas heat is this way. You're on a clock. The best way to do it is be back by three. Right? I mean, Shoot, that, back that, by noon. <laughs> yeah, no five. <laughs> but you'd have to get out. Yeah, at, you, you get know, up from your nap at three. No, you All get right. up at. Yeah. So so <laughs> everybody from noon to three. Everybody yeah. was being super lazy, but my one nephew. He was willing to help out, and so I said, you know, I'm going to teach you. That was the good nephew. I liked right, him. Right, And so I'm going to teach you a little bit about getting the boat ready, and we did a pre-start with it. We put the cup, you know, the with the water and started it up, and, man, it was great. We got all the stuff ready. We got all the life vests, made sure everything was there. And I told him, okay, here's the plugs. They're laying back here, and what you want to do is you want to put the drain plug in, right down there and i thought man that cement's kind of hot and um i'm just going to instruct him hey what you do is you just get down there and you put that in there and put it in the hole and twist that around and we're going to do it here in the driveway so he could learn how to do it not at the boat ramp uh-huh. so uh we get through all that we get down to uh canyon lake we we put in there and my brother-in-law jumps out and he uh, pulls the truck back up, and you know we're circling around a little bit, <clears throat> and uh, he gets on. We we dock up, and he jumps on, and I'm like, "All right, here we go," and I nail it, and uh, you know, and it's not trimming out. It's like, oh. huh, I'm like, everybody, what were no you guys sitting on the back? And so I said, come up front, come up front. And they all went up front and then we planed out and we drove around for about 20 minutes. I go, this is something strange. Something is yeah. a little weird. It's a little off. And I look back there and there's a little opening where the trim and the, all the electronics. Yeah, the, the electronics the, the, in the back of your right. boat. Yeah. And I open that up and I'm like, that's completely full of water. We need to get back to shore as fast Aww. as possible. And so I said, we're not doing anything, you know, after 20 you minutes. You got a bilge pump? Uh, yeah. Was it going off? Apparently not well enough. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> or or wasn't holding up as well or whatever it was. Yes, there is a bilge pump. Yeah. But, I mean, it's squirting out of the side. You mm-hmm. know, it's peeing as my boat's peeing. And so head back there and I have to get him, the brother-in-law, to back down the trailer because I didn't want to leave the boat right there with anybody else and i wanted to get this thing in as fast as possible there's a crosswind 
So we finally, after he zigzags, zigzags, zigzags back. Oh, I, oh, just, what? He he can't. He couldn't just do it in I one know, try. I know, and I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Ra- you didn't say one word. That no, hmm. not Mister Perfect. Information. On so that. he finally gets down there, and you know the boys are just. They're teenagers and younger guys, and they're yelling and screaming and talking and all that. I'm like, okay, Uncle Beefsteak needs quiet right now. We're going in. we got to get this on one shot. First, you get them off the boat. No. Yeah. I didn't want to take all that time to get them off the boat and all that. No. And them running around, I don't know where they'd be. So anyways, we pull it. We, 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 well, we, you, you, we, were you at the dam? Uh, no. Lake Travis? No, we were at Potter's Creek, the free one. Come on, man. All the way up at the top. And um, so we we get up there and we pull it in, winch the winch the boat in the last couple feet, and I hit the trim motor trying to get that up. Right. And the trim would not go up. Yeah, you burned it up with the all the water. I have no idea, but at that point, you have to figure out. Okay, what am I going to do? Can I if I leave it here in the water? It's going to sink. If I pull it out. <laughs> It's going to take the transit, you know, the bottom, uh-huh. and it's just going to rip it completely off, right? Because it's pretty stout. The I've cement. got, I've got, uh, I've got a lot so, of solutions for. Okay, you. now one of them can't be just to get rid of everything. That's not a solution, <laughs> all right? So I, we, I, I wanted to tell you, uh, we did figure it out after multiple calls and. Well, hey, uh, let's finish this story the on the rest. flip side. Uh, the mistakes of the story. And, I'll but, wrap it up and ask the questions. What do you always need, and what should you know no, about your I boat? Just, I just, I just, I got very specific questions and information I can give you on this one solution, on this one topic that could help you save so much time and grief the next time you're out boating. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse. You don't want to miss it. The conclusion to beefsteaks fiasco, family fiasco on the lake. <laughs> You get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, Uncle Ted. Brought to you by, I got a, I got a text message from a buddy that's in Colorado that's... Uh, he Colorado. lives in Colorado, Colorado, and he's coming down to uh, for some work to spend a couple weeks. And he goes, "Hey, I'm bringing my bow. I want to shoot it, but I need to. I got a few things I need to get." And so I said, "There's only one place to go: Archery Country." There's a certain point in every hunter's life where they step to the next level, and they begin to hunt with a bow. True full-time professional techs can help you with every step of the adventure, no matter your skill level. Austin's only full-size range. Private and group lessons are also available. How about a crossbow? They got everything you need. How about a bow fishing setup? They got it all. There's only one place, only one true archery shop in Central Texas. That's Archery Country. You can find them at 8121 Research Boulevard. 
Uh, go to austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com to get all the details on our buddies at Archery Country. So he was saying that uh, my buddy, Will, that's coming down that yeah, was asking about shooting his bow, he, he said, uh, I, need, I need an indoor range as well. And I said, well, Archery Country has one, but you can come over to the house and we can shoot in the front yard. And he goes, they got AC at Archery country? I said, yeah. He goes, I'll shoot there. Uh, <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's... I said, we can open up the window in the, in the yeah. master bedroom and shoot out of it. And that'd be more like it. Hey, uh, now it's time for our Game Warden Field Note. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. This is a good one. Y'all aren't from around here, are you? Val Verde County Game Warden was patrolling near Langtree when he made contact with two groups of -of out-of-state reptile hunters. The non-game collectors were found to lack the required reptile amphibian collector's permit. They were also educated on Texas laws pertaining to hunting from a public roadway. Appropriate charges were filed and are pending. And did you know that you have to have that reptile permit to collect turtles and all that kind of stuff? Pretty interesting. So you can't just pick up that turtle and take it home and put it in your backyard and... You're not supposed to. So, so the the boat fiasco hmm. with beefsteak. He uh, gets his brother-in-law to back down the trailer. Takes 20 minutes to get it back down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got all the nephews in the boat. They're yep. probably getting a little crazy and running back and forth. And yes. beefsteak's on edge, yelling, yep. "Sit down! Don't move! My boat's sinking!" That's and pretty you can't, much. You can't get the trim up um, because the water has seized up all of your electrical. Uh, not uses. all of them, but that part of yeah, it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the trim switch, and uh, you know you have a manual override on your trim. Okay. Well, the problem was is well, first of all, knowing that <laughs> that, that was number one on I my know. list. My phone never rang. Who would? The, it did I probably too. the last person. I know. I called you first. All right. I never saw it. You returned my call that day, but it was like an after hour after the incident, and I'm going, I'm saving this one. Oh. You were my first call, man. Oh. You were my, I was neck deep in water. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out how to get this massive outboard pushed up so I don't, I mean, what's worse? I mean, what do you do? You well, can't Well, you leave. can do like Cody, and you can just drag it home. With no, the, one time, I'm 16 years old, and... Oh, my. Wait a minute. I want to hear this. Let me finish, then we go back to the crucifixion over here for that. So I know I'm at least experienced enough to know that if I pull it, that whole bottom's coming off. Right. And that's $1,000 probably right there. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I make another call, and um, actually, I make three calls. (laughs) Each one was a different Bass Pro Shop. Right, because they do the tracker boats, and the guys in San Antonio were extremely helpful. They have like twelve techs that work for them. They're a big operation down there. Good, the one Good. yeah, in other places aren't. He walked me through the manual override for the trim, which is underwater, basically from where I'm at. Yeah, the problem is there's a ladder right there, 
And I had taken out because I wanted the uh, the metal beast, you know, the suburban to be clean and nice for everybody. I took all my tools out. <laughs> all right. So I have nothing. So I find a pair of pliers, big pair of pliers with huge, huge end on it. And it turns out that I have a nickel and a quarter. The quarter gets all bent up really badly because it's not cooperating at all and won't go in there. But it turns out the nickel fits in there. You had to take the pliers on the nickel, put it in the rubber or the plastic uh, screw that's in there in order to release that. And then guess what happens? Yeah, you leak all the The oil of, you know, all that um, pneumatic oil comes out, right? And there's just... So basically, it's, it the, it's it. the and that thing's heavy too. It's the pressure relief valve for the trim. Yes, right. So if you don't know where that is before you go out, I'm going to urge you to go figure out where some that boats is. you can't turn. It won't turn. Well, it's, you need to figure out where there it is. is. There is a way that you can remove the cowling, and as long as you have power going to the motor, you can cross two. Um, two I, wires I, I have and a it'll nickel, trim up. I have a nickel and a pair of pliers. Do you really so, think that I'm going to be able to? Yeah. And and plus, it's a lot I don't easier than sh- losing all your fluid. So the trim. top, so no, the, the gonna, top five things that every can, guy needs to make sure he has in his boat when you have a situation, because there are certain things that. So <laughs> beefsteak, you got your boat out. Y'all put the up. trim in. There's a manual uh, uh, lock that once you get it all the way up and three people have mm-hmm. lifted this thing up in the air, there's a manual lock underneath yeah, that you, you can, can uh, put the level uh, yeah. and put it up there. And I didn't realize how heavy it was until I got it home and tried to, they, they told me, let it all dry out yeah, completely yeah, yeah. and then see what happens. And still there's a relay, I believe, on the solenoid that's stuck and it's in the down, it's going down all the time. Yeah. So that's a problem. I have to replace those, but this was, I could, I was stuck. Literally, I guess I could have put a plug in. I didn't even know the plug was gone. So I'm, this is my number one tip. I've never put the plug in at home. It's always been at the boat ramp. I have it in the little tray in the back and it's yeah. the very last thing I do. Apparently, what happened is he put it in. Maybe it wasn't screwed down all the way, but right. all the bumps go in there. Yeah, for forty-five minutes created uh, the havoc, and it was gone. Yeah. I would have never thought. I didn't even think Always. to check it. Always do a final check. Boat straps. You do a walk around on your boat before yep. you dunk it. Boat straps, motor, motor straps, or or securing system. Yeah, the little fork, the mm-hmm. plug, and the front clip. You do a walk around, and every boat, I'm sure, has their own little little things. But you always do a final walk around, and you always check everything yourself. As the captain, it is your responsibility, not your nephew that's never been in a bat in a boat before's <laughs> responsibility, to do the final prep. Uh, just like an airplane, if you were to take uh, off in an airplane, you're going to be like, "Well, that guy, he yeah, he checked the fuel. I'm sure it's fine." But I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. I mean, I knew that. I, I hear story. I didn't want to be that guy, that, but you were, and and my nephew <laughs> my nephew said, he go he goes you suppose this is why you see abandoned boats 
on the lake. <laughs> the people are so embarrassed because it happened, they just leave it. And they're like, I'm just not going to tell anybody, and I'm just going to pay the thing off, and nobody will ever know. Because what do you do? I mean, first of all, I don't even know well who to call. I mean, first of all, before you go out, you need to know a couple things. Like, where is the main power switch, right? Yeah. Where are your batteries, for sure, <laughs> right? Because I had to undo the battery because the trim motor was stuck in down position, right? Uh -huh. And so you had to undo the battery, which was tough if you don't have tools for that. And then you have to figure out um, where the manual override for that, because that's a big deal. I mean, that's one thing that was keeping me from moving out. I could have fixed this whole thing, but I didn't want to drag my boat or my motor up the concrete in bank. That would have been even worse, right? <laughs> and the trance is laying there, and it just would get worse and worse as it goes just because of one drain plug. And uh, and also, who to call if you are do have that problem? Do you have someone to call? Do you have the number? Do you know who to ask for? Um, I And I even thought... What would I do if this thing was, I didn't get it there? Do I call the the marina and tell them I've got a boat that's going to sink? <laughs> um, do I call the, the game warden, you know, and have them get a tow? Because I know those guys do that, right? Well, I don't know that the game wardens do, but I do have... Uh, Will you tell me what I do you have a have tow service. I do have a tow service. All of these things could be easily prevented. Will you tell me on the on the flip side? We'll talk about it next hour. Plus, dove hunting we've got coming up. Uh, we're just a month out from hunting season. It's happening. The Texas New Year. It's just a few weeks away. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you have your long brass shotgun shells purchased? Oh, you don't need those. <laughs> your new hunting license is going to be required. We've got all of that. Plus, our regular segments, the Armed Citizens Report, the, uh, what else do we have? Our Armed Citizens Report, our Outdoor PETA. News of the Weird, our PETA Report, all that and more right here. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. 1049 The Horn and 247 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.